0: When the Harry Potter book series was going to be made into a movie, the director of the very first movie, his name was Chris Columbus, uh, his name is Chris Columbus, so he had gone to meet the author of the book series, J.K. Rowling. And J.K. Rowling had one very important condition for Chris. She said that the entire cast for the movie had to be British. She wanted all the characters to speak with a British accent and they had to behave just like the Brits do. And she didn't want any Americans or Australians even cast for the part.
1: Excuse me. I'm Ron, by the way. Ron Weasley. I'm Harry. Harry Potter.
0: Surprise, surprise. Here's an interesting trivia. There were three Americans who did feature in the movies. One of them who played the character, Madame Hooch. Uh, she was played by Zoe Wanamaker. Zoe was cast because although she was technically American, she had lived in Britain for a really long time. So she was, for all practical purposes, I guess, by the way she behaved and spoke, she was very much Brit. The second was the person who played the goblin, Grip Hook. He's played by an actor called Vern Troy, And he too had... A goblinish British accent, so I guess he got away with. The third was the character Susan Bones, which was played by the daughter of the director Chris Columbus. But she never spoke a single word in the entire movie because she was American and J.K. Rowling had a Brits-only cast rule, and unless you were a Brit, you didn't have a speaking part in the movie.
1: I've got though. Got about
0: six of him I could go on and on about Harry Potter trivia and this episode is not about Harry Potter we'll do one exclusive special sometime I promise all our listeners but anyway this episode is about a new english accent emerging in the world it's not british it's not american it's not australian Uh, for those of our listeners who are hearing us for the first time hi this is sangeeta i'm the host of the what's new today podcast channel where we talk about current events shaping our world in every episode i take one interesting news story and i love to chat about it and hear the opinions of a curious young mind and joining me in this episode is
1: my name is meher i live in dubai and i go to nord anglia um i am 13 years old and i love reading books i'm guessing when you read books these accents don't jump out into you no
0: are there differences between british authors and american authors
1: um no not not as per se but if in the book you have a character or like a particular tribe if it's a very adventurous book and the main character comes across a tribe then you can you can tell they have an accent because you know words like never are spelled with n e and then an apostrophe, apostrophe make that it makes it sound more thick as an accent
0: so it's very interesting that you see accents jumping out at you even from a storybook i'm going to now play a small audio clip of a couple of people speaking and tell me what you make of it
1: banana Banana, banana, tomato, 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 water, water, water.
0: Any guesses on what the three accents are? Um,
1: American, British and I think Australian. I'm, I'm guessing Australian.
0: Yes, that is right. So the first was American, the second was British and the third was Australian. Uh, any, any particular differences that you found that uh, you could make a pattern out of it?
1: Obviously, in school, I've seen people with different accents. And obviously, there's some stereotype accents in like TV shows and everything. You find the typical American sort of teenager, sassy kind of person who is like adding like extra, you know, would you like a glass of water? They really exaggerate certain terms. people who speak in British English they have a more varied sort of speech in the sense that some words are more prominent than others. They'll say some words really fast and some words really slowly. Wonderful. Coming to the
0: topic for today there's a new accent emerging in a corner of the world. It's an entire continent is now beginning to see a new English accent. If you had to take a guess which continent it might be
1: I think if it's a new English accent yeah I'm guessing Africa but I am not entirely sure one more guess South America South
0: America interesting Spanish is spoken there mostly so yeah if they had to pick up a new language and get a new accent it would be South America but the answer really is Antarctica
1: (laughs) <laughs> when you think of a continent you don't really think of Antarctica it, it would be one of the last continents that would come to my mind so that that, that map I have over there that really big one it doesn't have Antarctica on it you, uh, when you think of Antarctica, you really just think of an isolated place so the very low population so you wouldn't think a new accent would turn up over there
0: I am a little surprised when you said that the the map in your room doesn't even have Antarctica as a continent. I'm not surprised that it didn't come to your mind, though. Uh, it it's not the it's not one of those prominent ones that pop into our heads. But yes, now I'm not talking about an accent amongst penguins and whales. I am talking about humans, and I think the operative word that you used was isolated, and uh, you know that's the reason why a new accent is emerging. A lot of scientists do go to Antarctica, and uh, what do you think they go to Antarctica for?
1: To study the climate, to study global warming, all of that sort of stuff.
0: Right, yeah. But there was some man sitting in Germany who found, uh, who got a very interesting idea. And he decided that he was going to study, uh, surprise, surprise, not any of these things, but the people who were going to Antarctica. So in the winter months of uh, Antarctica which is March to September uh, pretty much no one can go there or come out of Antarctica so they have no they've hardly any interaction with the rest of the world so he picked 11 people uh, who were going to Antarctica and uh, before they went there he got all of them to record 28 words And uh, he said that after you come back from Antarctica, you know, at the end of the same six months, I'm going to ask you to say the same 28 words. And I'm going to see if there's a difference in the way y'all are speaking. Okay. Now, the 11 people, I'll just describe them to you. Eight are British, but five are from the South, three are from the North. Then there was, I think, one American, one person from Germany. Who's, who learned to speak a bit of English, and then there was one person from Iceland. Now, these eleven people are in close quarters without too much of an interaction with the rest of the world, and their accents changed.
1: Were they all living together or in?
0: Close yeah, quarters? I mean, I don't know if they were living together, but they were interacting with each other pretty much every day.
1: Then all of their accents must have somewhat merged. I'm guessing, I. But all of them must have merged together to make one in the middle sort of accent. In the middle, yeah, maybe. That's true, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say these 11 people had gone uh, as scientists to study something, maybe say in America or in Africa. Do you think their accents would have likely converged into one common accent?
1: No, no, I don't think so because they would have still been interacting with some sort of people in America or Africa that were not one of those 11 people. If in Antarctica it's just them within close, within close proximity of one another, then it's just each other they're conversing with. Yep, yeah, that
0: is absolutely right. So, the really, really interesting outcome of the survey is not that we're going to have one more new accident in the world. Uh, which is an antarctican accent it really is a very interesting question that is popping into the minds of a lot of scientists this is related to
1: space can you guess what question if you go to space with a certain set of people would you come back your accent changed
0: yes now stretch that stretch that idea a little bit more where do you think humans are likely to settle next
1: Mars or the moon.
0: Now, Mars is certainly a possibility, right? So now scientists are really beginning to see that there is an excellent chance beyond Australian, British, American and Antarctic and that we're going to start seeing a Martian accent. But a lot of it depends on Elon Musk and maybe ISRO trying to figure out how to get all of us to Mars really, really quickly. <laughs> On that very interesting note, shall we move to the next interesting part of today's episode. What do you think it is?
1: Trying to put on accents ourselves. No, no,
0: no. (laughs) I'm not good at it, but do you want to give it a go?
1: No, no, I'm good.
0: Okay, but I'll tell you what, this is the quiz time where I'll ask you three questions based on what we've just spoken. Question one. How do you think the word water is pronounced by an American and a Brit?
1: Well, the stereotypical way to say it would be water or just water. Um, I think in America, it might be a glass of water.
0: Wonderful. Here's the second question. A researcher based out of which country thought of this brilliant idea that he should study these 11 people who are going to Antarctica?
1: Um, the researcher was from Germany.
0: And the last and the final question. When is it winter in Antarctica?
1: Um, between March to September.
0: Do you have any questions or suggestions for our listeners?
1: Um I really like the space series um the recent space series on um ISRO and everything I listen to them in the bus so it makes time pass a lot quicker
0: Oh wonderful I'm very thrilled that uh you know you enjoyed listening to that series I don't think the intention is really for uh, kids to sort of retain any of the listeners for that matter to retain a lot of the information or the facts it's more the intention is more for y'all to just listen to it like a nice story yeah
1: all the podcasts are like a nice it's it's a conversation so it has a nice flow
0: wonderful I'm very thrilled to hear that for those of our listeners who would like to uh, listen to this podcast series that we've just recently put out on history of ISRO and uh, how India's space journey has shaped over the last 70 plus years. You can scroll down and find links to it in the show notes below. That brings us to the end of this conversation. New episodes on What's Near Today come out every Monday and Friday. Thanks for listening. I hope you had a nice time. Wonderful, I did. I really enjoyed our chat.